Welcome to a hilarious and informative show hosted by Mitch Adams of Wrestle Royalty. The worlds of comic book related media and pro wrestling intersect in various ways. Both tell stories, while everyone involved wears tight, colorful outfits that would make circus performers blush. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleRoyalty.com and Harley Quinn Memes on Facebook proudly present Storytelling in Spandex. Hi everybody and welcome to Storytelling in Spandex. I'm of course your host, Mitchell Adams, and I promised you a special guest this week. I will not disappoint you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, huge star in New Japan Pro Wrestling, a member of the Buller Club, ladies and gents, Mr. Chase Owens. What's going on, Mitchell? I'm going great, mate. How, how's everything going down on your end? I'm okay. We just we got a new puppy last night, and he whimpered all night last night to be out. So a little tired, but I guess it, it, puppy is uh, better than a, a kid right now. <laughs> this, this situation. Uh, I, I I sympathize. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm not going to lie here, man. I'm from Australia, and things are. A lot better down here, so you know, I, yeah. I really can't complain. So, but you know what? I, I, I digress. Let's just get straight stuck into it. You know, this is, of course, a podcast about wrestling and comic books, but we're going to stick straight to wrestling for you. So, we'll just start straight off. Um, how did you really get into pro wrestling, and how did you wound up find your way to Japan? Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those crazy stories about being right place, right time, because I was always into wrestling because my parents you know when i was a baby really uh were always watching um so i pretty much grew up watching it and then when i was 16 uh my buddy from high school was ring announcing for a local show at the time called uh all pro wrestling which is no longer um no longer in but uh you know so he went down there and he asked if I wanted to go. So me and another buddy went and, uh, you know, we, we asked the, uh, promoter and his son that wrestled, you know, like, Hey, where can we buy a ring so we can backyard wrestle? And he's like, uh, don't do that. Show up here next Friday. Uh, we'll work something out and, and I'll train you. And, uh, you know, so I, I started training there and, uh, his name was Mikey Duggar. And, um, you know, I was there for, I don't know, five, six months. And uh, lucky enough for me, again, one of those, you know, just right time, right place situations. Uh, you know, on the other, my town, half of it's in Virginia, half of it's in Tennessee. Okay. Um, I was on the Virginia side. The show was on the Tennessee side, but also living on the Tennessee side was uh, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. And he was at the show, um, you know, and he pulled me to the side and said, you have real potential. Would you like to go on the road with me? Uh, you know, so it, so at 16 years and nine months or something like that, I was, you know, traveling uh, with this soon to be, well, not soon because it took a little while, but Hall of Famer, uh, you know, there would be Hall of Famer and just being able to get those opportunities, you know, with the shows that he would take me to, I ended up the first show I ever re went to with him. Uh, I wrestled Greg the Hammer Valentine in the main event of a show that was for him because he just got his WWE Hall of Fame ring because Manny Fernandez no showed. Uh, 
and you know Ricky I was supposed to be in some opening match three-way and Ricky talked the promoter into putting me in that main event spot against Greg Valentine you know so here I was 17 years old scared to death and uh you know and for good reason Greg beat the living crap out of me that night <laughs> wow that's amazing um you talked about uh, one of your trainers, uh, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. Um, what kind of um, what kind of uh, training did uh, he put you through? Like, um, was there anything uh, unique to his training methods that you think were different to everybody else's? And do you think that helped you when you eventually went to Japan? Or uh, you know, at the time he, you know, now he's got a wrestling school. Um, but before he didn't have a wrestling school. So when I was going to train with him, it was literally, we would leave super early and we would go, um, you know, to the shows early and we would get in the ring. So a lot of it was in the ring training and on the road, you know, just listening to him in the car. And, and here's another, you know, thing most people don't know. Um, at the time when I first started traveling, Ricky, Bobby Eaton of the Midnight Express was living 20 minutes up the road. Oh, wow. So a lot of these shows were, would be Ricky driving, Bobby in the passenger seat, and 16, 17-year-old me um, just in the backseat, just, just soaking it all in. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I don't know if there's really anything too, uh, too unique, uh, but, you know, one thing that Ricky always – you know, instilled was, you know, you have two eyes and ears for a reason and one mouth, uh, you know, if, and if those don't know what that means, it means keep your eyes and ears open and, uh, you know, talk less. And that's how you learn, mm -hmm. you know, just, just sitting back, listening to Ricky and Bobby talk a lot of the times would, would really, you know, you, you learn, more, you learn as much in the car as you would, you know, in the ring. It sounds like you had like a very, um, on the job, training type uh, type of a, a situation really it sounds like that sounds pretty unique to me from other wrestlers i've spoken to so yeah you know because you know now he's got the school which has been open what six years or something like that so uh you know i helped i helped him with that i started training there or training the kids there um you know and then japan schedule got real heavy so haven't been able to visit as much as i would like plus i moved to texas now last year so you know, uh, but you know, it's, it's one of those that grow too. Cause when, when I started there, um, you know, when he first opened it, it was just one small room with one little bitty homemade ring that the owners built. Uh, but now I think they've expanded it and there's like four different rings in there and, you know, yeah. downstairs with the locker room, like they, you know, they really put, uh, effort to it and it's you know it's coming along great and it's a great school excellent uh you uh, spoke about moving to texas uh my understanding is you've won uh, quite a prestigious championship uh down there um i'm not quite being australian i don't quite know everything about u.s pro wrestling so i apologize but i understand that the uh texas heavyweight championship is one that has a lot of lineage and you've uh, won that recently can you maybe explain a little bit about that and how uh, you feel holding that championship yeah, uh, you know, I think this title's been around since like the 1930s. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's held been held by people like the Funks, uh, the Von Erich, uh, 
uh, Jose Lothario, who I'm thinking was Shawn Michaels' trainer, maybe? I believe uh, so, yes. Uh, you know, Tony Blanchard, um, Bruiser, Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen, you know, like the Texas um, stars of, you know, of that era have all held this belt. So, you know, to, to be able to represent the belt, Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, you know, he's the one that presented me with the belt to take back to Japan, um, you know, to be able to carry that title and that lineage, uh, you know, it's definitely a big, a big privilege and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that list. Amazing. Awesome. Um, since your time in Japan, uh, you've either been involved in or have uh, been witness to some, probably the most talked about moments in pro wrestling industry in the last four or five years. You know, obviously all the Bullet Club has taken off and then uh, obviously the splitting up and then uh, people leaving and AEW forming. Um, but obviously all the amazing matches that you have take, took part in, all the amazing matches that you witnessed. Uh, how, does, how did that really feel like? Did you, uh, when you first joined the Bullet Club and this started taking off, did you really had any inkling that this would take off like it has and it would, you know, uh, cause such a massive upswing in the professional wrestling industry, not just for Japan, but obviously creating a whole new promotion in the US or? Uh, you know, when, when I first joined, it was um, a little, what's the word? I was a little overwhelmed because you had guys um, at the time in Bullet Club, you know, it was formed by Bad Luck Fale, Toma Tonga, Carl Anderson, Prince Devitt at the time, now Finn Baylor, uh, you know, and that's when I saw it. And, you know, and it, and it really started taking off in the States and, and you know, everybody was um, picking up on it, and, you know, and then one day Luke Gallows called me. You know, I've already been to Japan. Um, I did a couple matches over there. I was real close with Luke Gallows from doing indies, um, you know, and I, I just wrestled AJ in May of that year. Uh, who was the current, you know, front man leader of Bullet Club at the time, uh, you know, and and then shortly after, Gallows hits me up and he's all, "Hey man, uh, get some new gear, um, putting you with us." No way, you know, I knew that was a big deal. Uh, you know, at the time you had you had guys like uh, AJ and you know. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and the Bucks. Um, I think Kenny had joined. Yeah, Kenny definitely joined that time because that's who I came in with to tag for Junior Tag League. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so to have those guys um, as part of the group, and then you know to come in, it it was really you know felt like pressure. Uh, you know, but once once you're there and once everything got rolling, you know it eased up and. You know, you, you felt like one of the group and, you know, like you said, things took off um, so much that one side split and made their own promotion. Yeah. It's, it sounds such an amazing thing that one group has produced so much talent and so many different promotions now. So, yeah, you know, and, and some people don't like that. I hear, you know, not, I mean, everybody's different, whatever, but, you know, I've heard people complain about there being too many organizations or whatever, but, you know, I hope 
every organization succeeds. Um, and the reason for that, because the more organizations succeed, the more wrestlers that are going to have jobs, uh, the more the industry as a whole, um, you know, is prospering and, and growing, uh, you know, cause there's tons of wrestlers and the limit, if there's a limited amount of spots, you know, everybody's fighting for those spots and, you know, you only got so many spots. So the more spots there is, you know, the better it is for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the situation in, uh, you know, WWE, so much talent there, but so few have the opportunity to do much because there's just some, so many people there. But now there's so many options that, you know, if they decide to leave, which many are, they can go somewhere else like Japan or they can go to AW or they go to Impact or they go to the Ring of Honor and go to Mexico and they can make it just as good a living and have probably more opportunities to succeed. So, yeah, and, that, and that's, you know, I've, I've had people ask me, you know, because I had a buddy ask me for a real job too. He, he asked me, he was like, if somewhere else offered you more money, what would you do? Because he got offered, you know, a lot more money or, or whatever. And, you know, he's like, but I know I'm going to be miserable because he had to move to Maryland and, and, you know, do, and I, and I told him, I was like, I'm happy where I'm at. So for, if somebody really wanted me away from new Japan, they were going to, they would have to pay, uh, you know, a ton of money. Cause to me, you know, I'm not really money dude. Uh, yeah, I'm not having to have the highest, you know, watches or, or anything like that. You know, uh, my goal is to, um, provide for my family. And as long as I can do that and, and be happy and it's not taking a toll on, you know, mental health or, or anything like that, then, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. Ric Flair and the full horseman lifestyle is for everybody. So yeah, they live the lifestyle. <laughs> Perhaps too much. Um, and as you said, obviously the, the, the industry, the way it is now creating opportunities for everybody, it's creating opportunities for people like me as well. I have a platform here that I can discuss pro wrestling with you. So that's also another, another boost. So, so the, the fact that exactly. people, you know, everything that, you know, that grows, you know, should grow together. Um, exactly. You know, and that's, everybody starts somewhere and, you know, and, I'm just like on my Twitch, like my Twitch is really taking off, but I wouldn't have had that if I didn't have support from, uh, from another streamer named Synchridge, you know, he really helped me set it up and, you know, and, and then I'll try to do that. Um, not that I have like a ton of following on there or nothing, but you know, sometimes I'll go on and look for a smaller stream that I, that I don't even know and, you know, and raid them. And if, you know, if you don't know about Twitch, you basically send your viewers, directly to their page to watch them, uh, you know, and hope to get, you know, them some, some new eyes so that they can, you know, do whatever they're doing, whether it's just chatting. Um, some people have podcasts on there or talk shows or, you know, I mostly play video games, but every once in a while we'll do Q and A's with people, um, you know, so whatever you want to do. Absolutely. And uh, on that note, I need to give a special shout out to, uh, Monthly Pure Reso magazine, magazine I write for, uh, for helping, um, for helping get this podcast, you know, up and running and help and helping me, you know, so, you know, everybody helps each other, you know, you help other people on Twitch, Twitch help you and MP helps me. So I'll just give a quick shout out to those guys. Yeah, exactly. With, you know, 
I really believe in, you know, in the helping everybody because there's no good that comes of not helping or putting somebody down or hate for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. If everybody helps everybody, then we all grow together and, you know, we all become successful together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think it might be time for our famous questionnaire, which I have dubbed Inside the Spandex. It's an Inside the Actors Studio type uh, questionnaire, and I sent you the uh, questions earlier. So hopefully you got you uh, well, I'm somewhat well prepared for them, So because some of them are comic book related. And sadly, you know, why you are not, I don't know, but uh, you're not a comic book fan. So. <laughs> not really in the reading stuff. <laughs> not a little bit, but nothing... I don't have like comic books around the house, sir. Uh, fair enough, mate. Well, I've, I've got a massive collection you can't see on camera, but that I digress. But you know, let's get straight stuck into it. The first question of Inside the Spandex is, who is your favorite pro wrestler of all time? Of all time, I'm gonna have to say two, because as a kid, obviously Hulk Hogan was my favorite growing up. But once I got into the business and uh, you know, and I really tried to, um, put a lot of my stuff to imitate him, AJ Styles. Ah, fair enough. Uh, this one might be a bit more difficult. Who is your favorite comic book character? We'll go Spider-Man. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what is your favorite annual wrestling event? Now, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> nice one. Uh, what is your favorite comic book film or TV show? Do like the Avenger movies, but not really a comic. But I'm gonna say, yeah, I'll say Avengers. Okie dokie. Uh, name a wrestling move you wish you could do. Quadruple backflip. No, I don't know. Uh, Actually, most people, most wrestlers I've asked this question to always say like a double moon salt or something, something ridiculous. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, so, hell, just one. <laughs> would be, be good for my non-athletic stuff. Right. Uh, name a superpower you wish you had. Strength. Strength is plain old super strength. Keep it old school. Yeah. Cool. Long people around. <laughs> this one should be good. Uh, would you rather take a chop from Walter or a punch from Wolverine? I've seen Walter chop people, so... I'm going to go with punch from Wolverine. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'll take that one too. I'd rather a collapsed face than a collapsed chest. So, uh, this one is a uh, multiple choice question. Who is more twisted? A, the Joker, B, Loki, C, Minero Suzuki, or D, Pagano? Suzuki. The, the pain he puts those young boys through is... Uh, most wrestlers I speak to say the same. <laughs> so, uh, another multiple choice question. Who's funnier? A, Deadpool. B, Harley Quinn. C, R-Truth. D, ooh, I forgot about this one. Toriano. Because I know you guys. Toriano, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, forgot, I, I forgot you guys had a bit of a thing going on, but I'll digress. That cheating son of a gun. <laughs> oh, well, you might get him back, who knows? Uh, now, this is the very last question. This, again, this one might be tricky. What's a pro wrestling and comic book media crossover you would love to see? 
I'm going to have to say Bullet Club and Avengers. I'm sure we can throw some, uh, throw everybody in a, in a spot and, and have some pretty entertaining content. Well, if, they, well, if the X-Men can have a crossover with the Avengers, why can't Ooh. the Bullet Club? Right. Exactly. Cool. Right. Uh, thank you very much, Chase Owens. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Is there anything you want to plug right now? Nope. Just, uh, you know, the, Social medias, Real Chase Owens on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, also, my Twitch, Crown Jewel BC. And we like mostly play some PUBG video games. But like I said, I'll have some guys on there like Jay and uh, you know Tongaloa come on to play some Madden. You know, Fale every once in a while to to, to throw some uh, some wisdom out there. Um, we've had the Bullet Club Bunny Peter on there before. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did some numbers. Keep it PJ, mate. Keep it PJ. <laughs> All good. Right. Thank you once again, Mr. Chase Owens. Uh, and if I could just do one more thing. I know this is uh, in distance and, you know, in the screen, but it would be a huge honor for me if you could possibly too sweet me. Sure thing. Bow. Thank you very much, good sir. Thank you for having me, Mitchell. No worries.